0: Start and welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy Adam from Australia, which uh right now the time zone is crazy for us because it's 7 30 in the morning my time and it's 9 30 your time and my Sunday is just starting and your Sunday is ending. So I appreciate you coming on. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm really well, really well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to finally have I know we've been trying to get you on in the last year and it's just both our especially with the time difference is just so crazy and <laughs> yeah. finally happened. That's so That's
1: it. Exactly. We've been uh, we've been Twitter friends for years. And, I know. Uh, the first time we spoke. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is great. So, I always start my podcast episode with how you became a Bon Jovi fan.
1: I'm showing my age. Um, I've been a fan since the beginning. Wow, 80, eighty-four, yeah, eighty-four. Runaway, yeah. Just yeah. like on MT or on the radio, or yeah, on the radio. There was uh, to me, there was nothing like that when I first heard that. That was really different. What I was listening to, I guess, around that time, I was ten years ten years old. Duran Duran was kind of my my jam, um, yeah. and then Runaway. And then they kind of followed it up, you know, She Don't Know Me and things like that were just so good. And then, yeah, from then it's just, yeah, Fahrenheit, and which I loved at the time. I loved Fahrenheit at the time. Um, Yeah. And then obviously things blew up. Yeah. Well, what, what, what was your reaction,
0: you know, seeing, you know, the debut come out, then seeing the 7800 come out and, you know, the band was on the radar, but they weren't like setting the world on fire. But then Slippery yeah. comes out, and it's just they're the biggest band in the world. I mean, what was that transition like for you to see as a you know?
1: I I I loved it, and it was more. I was I was happy for them, but I was like, hey, I've been trying to tell people about this band for for two or three years. Yeah, and then finally happened. I was like, yeah, I told you so. So yeah,
0: in 86 you, 86, you can puff, puff your chest up and say, yeah. "This is my band."
1: That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. So yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it must have been amazing to be able to start right from the beginning as a fan up until now. You know, I've been a fan since two thousand, and so just yeah. to see them grow from two thousand to twenty twenty three is incredible. You know, it's, you know twenty three years there, but I mean, yeah. you've been there for four,
1: forty years. You know, so it's, years. Just, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, um, that's what everybody knows me for. All my friends, everybody that knows me knows that I'm a I'm a Bon Jovi fan.
0: What's your Uh, favorite song of all time?
1: uh, Wanted.
0: Wanted, Wanted, Okay.
1: Wanted is my favorite song, yeah. Um, I know it's it's one of their big songs, but yeah, there's there's something special about that. That's a great song.
0: I am probably the only person in the entire world. And and a lot of people want to hit me for saying this, but I think Wanted is probably the most overrated, overplayed songs there's only three four bon jovi songs i don't like yes one it is like this close to being on that list i just yeah. I, 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 it's a decent song but like i said it's very close to being a song i don't like now yeah. if you if you say this left feels right version i say i love it it's i don't know rough. it's just one of the songs i don't uh it's like last year on the tour when uh the band didn't do it for a couple of shows and like there was like this huge social media uproar they didn't do one, and i was like i'm glad they didn't <laughs> it's but you know it, 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 like i said i'd make like, the only person because i know how well loved that song is and so yeah but yeah. It, it, it's funny to say that because i actually like playing the song on guitar
1: oh there <laughs> you go
0: which reminds
1: me that's, that's-
0: so, yeah. show everybody what you have beside you because I thought this was extremely cool. And I asked if you could show this during the podcast. Yes.
1: This is something so, that one of a kind was made for me by a very close friend of mine. It's a very old bass guitar. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. But she, but she's that she's painting. Yeah. That I is beautiful. That, yeah. So, that, that hangs in my. Hangs in my living room, pride in place next to my, Richie you see, my guitar. So, yeah. Yeah. That is it. awesome, man. Very nice. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a, it's a nice talking point when people walk into the house. So. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's what I'm looking for here. It's a clutter's piece. Cause you're, a, you're, you're a player and you're also a huge Bon Jovi fan, you know? Absolutely. So- yeah. Let's get into our fun topic today. And this so, is something I was, I've been really looking forward to doing. If you could be a fly on the wall, which album would you pick to be in the studio for?
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs>
0: that's from not from it. the band writing, recording yeah. demos, finalizing it, production, everything. Which album would you pick?
1: I'd, I'd have to go with my favorite, which is New Jersey.
0: New Jersey? Okay. i
1: have to go with New Jersey. Yeah.
0: OK, and we're, and we're going to talk about both of ours here. I would say, um, for me, it, it's going to be keep the faith. Now, yeah. I did a Twitter post the other day, and reading a lot of the comments under it, a lot of people did pick New Jersey, which I thought was kind of cool. I, I thought a lot of people were going to say like slippery or um, these days, which a lot of people did pick these days as well. But uh, New Jersey is like one of the, like, the biggest favorites a lot of people had uh, picked. So yeah. we'll start off we'll start off with yours we'll, we'll start talking about like being in the studio for New Jersey. and what I I think the biggest thing for me being able to see New Jersey would be seeing a, the band you know that we, we kind of talked about this with you know you becoming a fan in the beginning mm-hmm. debut in 7800 you know they were just getting on the radar there were nothing big but people were starting to hear them and stuff. And then Slippery was just this ma- massive, you know, make or break album. And they, obviously, they they broke out and this biggest band in the world. And so eighty six and eighty seven, biggest album, biggest tour. They are just setting the world on fire. But you know, the critics and the media were like, "Well, can they do another successful album?" And so the band had to go back in the studio, and I, I think they had to have more hunger for success than they did in the th- the other three albums. You know, they had to. Prove that they weren't just a one-hit wonder; that um, they could still be successful. And obviously, we know what New Jersey is today. I mean, you you had these five, six massive, huge songs and massive world tour that just took two and a half years. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? So this is your album, but I, I want to let you talk about why you
1: why you picked New Jersey. I, I, well, yeah, like I said, obviously it, it's my favorite Bon Jovi album. Um but I think I think the fact that they came off the road and straight pretty much straight into the studio, it I think they would have been really, really tight. And I think that would have been amazing to see. I I love the the songwriting, John and Richie's songwriting. Uh and even those little things they tried differently like Ride Cowboy Ride and Love for Sale, that would have been amazing to be able to see oh yeah but we recorded i think would have been amazing yeah uh,
0: they did that in a hotel room just with a, a tape recorder there's a lot of down de- and i wish we could have heard more hopefully maybe one day we give in the future but they did john richie did a lot of demos you know being in a, in a room together just john ritchie two guitars a tape recorder and they would do all these songs acoustic ride cowboy ride was one of them um, one that i wish that we could have heard uh oh how's it go it's in the access all areas documentary i know
1: what you're gonna say i know exactly what you're gonna say yeah
0: and i'm trying to think of the well,
1: uh called father for love yeah man
0: fighter for love yeah
1: man, yeah. Love. Love. Yeah, man.
0: yeah i absolutely yeah. love that song yeah
1: i'm exactly the same yeah
0: you and know you read so read the you know, yeah. that would have been, you know, because New Jersey is originally supposed to be a double album. And then the record company was saying, you can't do that. And then they wanted to do a live album after the tour. Record company was, you can't do that. And then as as soon as that happened, all these other bands were releasing live albums, like Guns N' Roses and, you know, yeah. all these other bands. And so, but yeah, so it, 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 I love Ride Cowboy Ride. And, and I'm glad they kind yeah. of put it in the album flow as to where, you know, you had that track eight. And then it goes right into Track 9, which is Take to Your Guns. It has that beautiful, you know, acoustic yeah. transition into the bum bum boom, you know. And just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I think that whole I think I heard John say the other day that he would only change a couple of songs. I think he said he'd move I'll Be the for you to where Living in Sid was because he was saying that they were the singles. And obviously he yeah. would put at the end. And he said it, it, everything else is perfect so yeah, yeah.
0: that i have always kind of wondered that too it's kind of strange because you know in the beginning that you have "Lay Your hands on me bad medicine born to be my baby living in sin blood on blood was kind of back and forth it's become a fan favorite but it wasn't that successful as a single compared to the yeah. others yeah but i i could see putting i'll be there for you in track five blood on six and then you know the rest of the album are just deep tracks uh-huh. but you know you know, one thing you mentioned, you know, the love that John has had for 99 in the shade lately, you know, on the Sirius XM he really praised that one. He he posted something the other day, you know, with 99 in the shade and stuff. So yeah, yeah. that was like one I was like kind of was like, Yeah You, you remember what that song is, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, true. Uh it's a good fun song, though. It's a good party song and stuff. So mm-hmm. um I think you mentioned um lay your hands on me like the, the intro would have been amazing to, to see them record um yeah. one of my favorite tracks on new jersey is homebound train um and that's big be, that's because of my my love of richie sambora yeah i think I, I would have loved to have seen him record the guitar tracks on that song that oh, would absolutely that song. so yeah, yeah. um yeah.
0: I want to go back to two songs, too, real quick. Uh, One, uh, I'll Be There For You. That's probably, so you mentioned Homebound Train is your favorite. I I would say I'll Be There For You is probably my favorite on the album, along with Bad Medicine. They're both hits, obviously, but I would have loved, I, I think one of the most beautiful verses that they've ever done was, my hands are dirty, but I wanted to be your Valentine. When you get drunk, I'll be the wine. Seeing them be able to come up with those lines and then being able to see them work at how they're gonna deliver those lines. And obviously we know the delivery of how they do those lines, you know, it just it hits you right in the gut, you or in the heart. Um and so I I think if I had to pick one thing to see from that album, it would have been those two lines being you know, written, figuring out how how to deliver those lines, and then finally finding that delivery. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And the, and the whole band has come together beautifully on that too, yeah, especially, you know, yeah. with Tico on the drums, you know?
1: He, yeah, he's hes a bit of a standard on that album, I think, too. He does a really good job, so. Yeah. I, I um, think you and I spoke before about um, how good John and Richie sound on I'll Be There For You, the the harmony between the two. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, another good point, I too. That would have been phenomenal to be in that room. Like, I get goosebumps when I hear it imagine being there so oh, I know
0: I and I would love to hear demos of obviously yeah. you know yeah like sure rough is. cuts and and stuff like that you know because the 2014 box that we got uh, I'm trying it's still 730 in the morning for me but we got <laughs> a few demos um, yeah you know, like like born to be my baby for example that was John meant for that to be an acoustic song at first yes. Yeah, and the record company was no. It's got to be this. Well, the record company was kind of right on this one. It, I I think Born to Be My Baby Acoustic wouldn't have been as big as um, the original version. Although yeah. I love the acoustic version.
1: Yes, it is good. I I don't think it may have even have, would have been a single if it was acoustic. You don't know. So yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the record company were trying to get. They wanted something upbeat so yeah
0: well the thing is too is how do i want to say this at the time you know like obviously you know they were john ritchie were praised for doing that acoustic thing that they did they did it in 1987 with wanted and prayer acoustic and it sparked all this you know phenomenon but what like you said, would that acoustic version done any well still? Because you know we're in the late '80s here. A lot of a lot of that music was either you know really poppy with different artists, you know, like Duran Duran, um, or you had your hair bands. And yes. hair bands, you know, they were known for their electrifying guitars and ballads and stuff like this. A lot of artists weren't printing out acoustic songs. Yeah, but at the same token too Bon Jovi was definitely a different phenomenon than all the other hair bands they stuck out you know you yeah, hence having a keyboard player you know yeah exactly so you
1: know yeah, and
0: too. i I think you know having a keyboard player really added to their success you know and for them to stand out
1: definitely They're, yeah they yeah you're right they they looked like all the other bands out there um but yeah they were doing stuff they were doing different things so
0: yeah um and then yeah. lay your hands on me you mentioned you know i think it would have been cool to be in the studio to have been able to see tico and david work together on doing that boom 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 yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. boom yeah you know and then david and then and obviously richie comes in here you know like just to see them in a room like coming up with the, this big build up you know i mean that that's that would have been incredible yeah
1: that that the volume would have been yeah uh, that day. So. And you know what?
0: I bet you with some of these songs too, especially Lay Your Hands On Me, Bad Medicine, I bet you the band looked at each other in the studio and said, We're going to have a fucking kick ass album. <laughs> I yeah, guarantee I think... you they said that.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I agree. They, they knew. Yeah. Yeah. They knew that. So. What's and your like favorite? tell you. They, What's they that? Um, you were saying that you know, they had a, a point to prove. And so, yeah, yeah. that New Jersey attitude yeah yeah and you know
0: new jersey Jersey was this huge you know i i I think you know slippery and new jersey will probably be the band's biggest albums of all time you know that's what they'll be known for and and uh, yeah what's your favorite outtake from new jersey
1: uh love is war
0: love is war is great that one's thrown on me love is war
1: okay yeah yeah i i i first heard it i think it was uh a, it was on the b side of living in sin okay it was the first time that i heard it I, a cassette uh, in 88 or 89 whenever it was the single was released and yeah just i fell in love with that song from the start and i still listen to it i, I really like it i think it should have been on the album
0: yeah, that's well, right. I, I I forgot that on some of the singles that it was put as a B side, which yeah. that's
1: why you know
0: a side note here. That's why I love collecting the singles and stuff. And even me as a kid in two thousand, they were still coming out. You know, you'd buy the single and you'd get like a live track, you'd get a demo, or you'd get a outtake. You know, so I love
1: that's, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah uh, my favorite would be I have two. Does anybody really fall in love anymore? And um, now and forever, but I love the demo version of does anybody really fall in love, you know, and like like John at the end, you know, when like, and I think this kind of adds to the magic that that album had with me saying. That the band said we got this. This is going to be an incredible album because if you, you listen to the demo, of does anybody really fall in love anymore? At the end, you know, the band just on top of their game with that chorus. And then John's like, keep going, keep going. And they're like, they're going back into it real quick. And then you, you can, you, you and I know how John is, you know, with the, giving Tika the signal to stop the song and stuff. Yeah. And you can just imagine he did that at the end. Of, but I just love how
1: they did that, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right so yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything
0: else you want to say about New Jersey?
1: No I don't think so. Like I said, yeah, I, there's not a bad song on that album. I think it's it's very very clever. So uh, yeah, great album. Like you said, Bad Medicine will go down as one of their all-time best, I think. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. my absolute favorite hit you know I, I i would have loved to see david come up the you know uh key intro there and you know like in the video too it was so cool when you know they're spray painting their back
1: yeah you know, some, they yeah, weren't some, really
0: gone very long but
1: <laughs> yeah that's right they're between yeah after is a different story but yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so um, i always thought that part was funny i was like eh, they just Cause they weren't in the studio too long you know and then and bad messages came out pretty shortly after recording it but yeah uh let's get into keep the faith which is my album that i would choose now keep the faith is actually my fourth favorite album but the reason i i picked keep the faith is because i think the 90s for bon jovi was their absolute peak you know as far as vocal john's vocals go richie and john coming together the band musically and the songwriting, the lyrics and stuff, you know, it was just the band's ultimate peak, you know, Blaze of Glory, you know, with Santa Fe, John Vocally there, you know, and then you get, you know, Keep the Faith, you get a couple new songs on Crossroad, you get These Days, Destination Anywhere, Richie's Stranger, and um, Undiscovered Soul. All, all those albums are just phenomenal, and they all are on, in the 90s. But the reason I picked Keep the Faith is because, you know, there was that break from, you know, that grueling two and a half year tour of New Jersey and the band just kind of like, we got to stop and like band going in different directions and nobody knew what the future was of the band. And, you know, after the New Jersey tour, John did and Richie did two solo albums and, you know, the Glory was this huge album. And then obviously the band did come back together and uh, started to record Keep the Faith. So, what I think would have been cool was seeing the band regroup, have that meeting about, okay, with John saying, This is my vision. We're all in this together. We're we're our management now, blah, blah, blah. And then being in a room together and recreating their magic, you know? And keep in mind, too, we're not at at this in 91, 92, when they were, were starting to keep the faith. Hair metal was, and you know this very well. Hair metal was going out of style. You know the, all the, you know, and it's a shame because you know you had like new bands coming out at the late '80s, early '90s. You know, Skid Row, Firehouse, uh, um, Trickster, and all all those bands that were so great, and I think could have had a bigger career, but they, were, they came out at the wrong time because hair metal was fading away. And so here you have Bon Jovi saying. How do we stay relevant? How do we stay big, but also keep our sound? And so obviously, you know, with a lot of the '80s stuff, you know, there's a lot of stuff about sex and having a good time, rock and roll and, you know, obviously the ballads. And so I think going into the 90s, John was more socially conscious, like, you know, with I Believe and Keep the Faith and Dry County, stuff like that. And then you also have your fun party songs, you know, like I'll sleep when I'm dead. Blame it on the love of rock and roll. Then you got the wonderful ballads, you know, better roses in these arms. I want you. Um, so I, I I think it would have just been really cool to see the band trying to start something new, but also keep their authenticity. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I think there was a, there was a lot of, um, there was talk, wasn't there around that time that they may be breaking up and things like that too. So yeah, I think when they got back into the studio finally i think it would have been yeah it would have been amazing there would have been a spark for sure so yeah i I can see what they keep the faith absolutely
0: and you know what's funny that it still makes me laugh that john cutting his hair was bigger news than the band being back together the, the, the band the biggest band in the world yes that wasn't as big of news as john's hair it, it, it it's still
1: i know I know. Like, that's crazy and but, that's uh, i remember that too that's how it was it's exactly yeah. how Yeah.
0: now my ultimate favorite song on the album and if i could pick one song to be in the studio for to see them do would be i want you I think, uh, you know, and, and this says it for the whole album. Uh, you know, John's vocals were just out of this war. And I think that's what made a lot of these songs great, like In These Arms and Better of Roses, I Want You. John's vocals were just on a different level than they were in the 80s. Obviously, he sounded great in the 80s, but, you know, we're talking 30 year old JBJ here, and his vocals yeah. were just out of this world. But to yeah. see I Want You being written, recorded, and stuff. And it's a shame because he really doesn't care for that song. And I, no, I
1: don't, i've i ever heard him play it live i've never seen it live
0: yeah he's done it twice he did it in 93 by a fan request on tour fan had a sign he did it like the first verse and chorus acoustic and then 2016 at a runaway trip he did it again acoustic but um i actually um I have actually asked him about that song and he said he doesn't care for it much. He didn't think much of it. I'm like, it's like one of the most incredible ballads he's written. Yeah. It's and nice yeah. And uh, I I don't know. It's, it's like when he went uh, when they did the Keep the Faith review. Um, was it last year or something? I think it was on Sirius or, you know, he kind of just yeah. like yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, I wrote it for Dorothea and then and then moves on. I'm like. <laughs> it's like, like, How can you say so little about a song? I mean, it's, I don't know, I love it. I just think, you know, like the way that the lyrics are, you know, like, and the servants who paint the sky blue, you know, a bunch of fancy cars and diamond rings and, you know, but just like the whole course, you know, I never wanted the stars, never shot for the moon. I like them right where they are. All I want was you. I just love those lines. I mean, it's yeah. so romantic and so giving all of you to somebody, you know? Exactly. And just, it, 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 you know, and not, you know, because all these love songs say, I love you, I miss you, and I'll be there for you, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really, never hear people say, I want you. You know, and yeah. so I think, uh, maybe I'm just crazy and I'm, I'm propping this song up on such a pedestal here, but I just think it's just, it's a phenomenal song.
1: Yeah, it, it, I guess in that title, like you said, is very different to what most people would sing about or say. Yeah. And I think that, that reminds me a little bit of of the song I was I got married to my wife and I got married. Thank you for loving me. Mm-hmm. That's it's a different way of 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 saying it. So yeah, yeah, it's um, uh... my favorite. On keep the faith is going is the complete opposite of you. Mine is if I was your mother. Oh my gosh! All right, <laughs> right in the chat here. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. the tambora thing. See, I, I just yeah. Uh, anytime Richie turns that guitar up, I'm I'm there. So yeah, yeah. love it.
0: You know, if if I was your mother, is such a it, and I <laughs> I think you know kind of goes back to my thing about you know where music was in the early '90s. It was that grunge, and I think that's the one. I think that's the only reason that song made the album because it's more grungy and it's heavier and it's definitely the standout song in the rest of the album. You know, because it's like it's a heavier song. You know, and obviously John had said in the uh, Keep the Faith VHS that it's about some obsessed person who wants to be as close, uh, you know, and you can't get closer to somebody than being their mother. And, you know, just, um, but yeah, Yeah. I I think that was their we're still relevant type song, you know, trying to stay with the times a little bit. But I I like the song. I'll listen to it once in a while. But I think that should have been taken off the album and replaced with "Radio save My Life Tonight" or "Starting All Over Again."
1: Yep, yep. Well, see, yeah, um the Australian version of "Keep the Faith," which I still have the original CD, had "Starting All Over Again," uh, "Save a Prayer." Yeah, um and I I love "Save a Prayer." That's that's a mm-hmm. great song. I love John's vocals on that. So, and I think a lot of people didn't hear that song for a long time because of it wasn't on the on the album officially i think it did the album yeah. ended with starting all over again uh
0: no in the so the, the standard version so we always in america we get uh gypped yes. from cool albums because in america the standard version is considered the american version which ends with a little bit of soul a lot of international uh, copies have the uh, bonus track uh, "Save a Prayer," and yes. then I know Australia was one that, that got started all over again and all that, but That's here right. we we didn't get either of those.
1: Yeah, yeah. "Save a Prayer," great. I I just I love a little bit of soul. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. I guess it could be. Yeah. I just don't imagine it as the as the last song on the album, and it's probably because I'm not used to it being the last song. You know, yeah, I've always, always had, you know, um Starting All well, Ever Again was the last track for me, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think a Little Bit of Soul is 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 a good way to end that. You know, in, we kind of go back to New Jersey a little bit here, you know, Love for Sale was a fun yes. acoustic album, the band coming together and, and playing, you know, Love for Sale, and that was on every copy in the world. Love for yes. Sale was the last song. And, you know, and then they did it again with Keep the Faith with a Little Bit of Soul, and then These Days with uh, Diamond Ring. Uh Um, so I think those were great ways to end the albums, um, but another song that I wanted to talk about for Keep the Faith, uh, was Bed of Roses, so that was more, you know, uh, you, you know the story, how that song came about, you know, John was, you know, uh, what was he, what was he doing? Uh, I think he was doing something for Blaze of Glory, you know, like in a a award or something, and Uh, he, he was in a hotel room, and, um, He uh, he was a little drunk and he asked them to bring up a piano to his room and they actually did and he was just messing around and then he he came up with the melody for uh, better roses and mind you John doesn't do a lot of run new songs with piano. And so so this is kind of a standout part of the story. And, you know, sitting here wasting the moon at this old piano trying hard to capture the You know, then he adds the vodka line. and then it, he just had that first verse and went to sleep. And then the next morning, you know, thankfully, he missed his flight. Uh, he was too late for his flight. And so he had to stay back for a while. And so he read that verse, because I think there's something here. And just, I think he finished that song in an hour or two.
1: Yeah, and then
0: he right. brought it to the band for production and was like, yeah, let's do it. And it just became this phenomenon. You know but like to see john in the studio like really come up with those vocals you know especially like in in the chorus when he's screaming you know when he's screaming bed of nails you know and i want to be just as you know just the way that he delivers those lines man i i, I think I, every single hair of my body would have stood up with goosebumps <laughs> yeah, from absolutely. seeing that in the studio yeah, you know
1: yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah you, you you definitely get a feel for that studio vibe by just by looking at the the clip for um
0: the the roses the video
1: yeah where they you know they're in the studio hanging around and stuff it's a great clip it's a great clip as well i I love the the piano on the mountaintop and richie on the mountaintop and things it's it's a great clip yeah
0: yeah and and i really think that it really adds um a tone and message and it kind of throws that emotion at you what that song is about you know showing the band on the road and stuff and Stuff like you know, like like a, a, a ransom and dimes. I'd give you night just to see through this payphone. You know, yeah. they're on tour and stuff. And you know, back then that's the only way you could talk to somebody. Yeah, a yeah. <laughs> payphone. You know, nowadays you got these suckers. But uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, one song that I think is really underrated too. And I'm surprised. It's kind of like I want you, um, playing on the love of rock and roll. You know. I it's it's just a feel good rock song, you know. I, I you know a lot of people say "Wanted" is the anthem, so, but I think as far as fan the fandom goes, I would say "Blame on the Love of Rock and Roll." It's got to be our theme because that is what we're all about. You know, the love for music that we have and for this yeah. band and stuff. And it, it's a shame that they've only did that live like a couple times. You know
1: and has one of the best lines of all time i, yeah. I got the vaccination from a phonograph yeah. needle i think that's that's so good
0: just like, you know, it's just, you know, the way it started you know the first time i heard the music i thought it was man i could feel it in my heartbeat i could feel it in my bones that's how i thought about bon jovi you know yes. being a little eight-year-old kid in 2000 seeing it's my life and so i'm like oh my gosh I, this is my this is mine you know yes. and uh yeah, not mine, I'm eight years old, so I don't know like how big Bon Jovi is and stuff. So I think I'm thinking in my head, Bon Jovi's my band, like they're like, nobody likes them as much as me. And then I get older. And like, I know all these different fans around the world. And, and uh, but it's 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 crazy, because like, like I said, that first verse of the song really explains it for us how we feel about the band, you know, and, and John to kind of say, and you can kind of tell John was talking about his influences in music, you know, the Beatles and Elvis and, all these you know inspirations for him and then there are inspiration you know
1: that's right yeah, yeah. Full so circle. It's, got a, it's got a very stones kind of vibe to it as well doesn't it so yeah yeah, yeah. No, no. it's a, I, I would I had never thought of it that way but I think you're you're very right yeah if it's a, a great anthem for the fans I like it
0: yeah. so, so let's talk about a really big one here uh let's talk about dry County because That guitar solo that Richie does is probably one of his best work of all time, you know, especially live and he makes it's like one of the toughest solos and he makes it look so easy and you and I are both guitar players and we know it is not easy at all
1: to play that. He he does make it look effortless, there's no doubt and it's a long solo. It's yeah, 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 it's it's very impressive. I think one of yeah, one of the best, one of the best <laughs> solos, and he's got some great solos. But yeah, that's definitely up there. It'd be top five, I think, for me. Yeah, for sure.
0: Anyway, and, and that solo kind of just proves how committed and dedicated they were to the album, because, you know, you have Richie here coming up with this, and you wonder how long it took him mm. to come up with all, all these notes and stuff. And, you know, I, just to be able to sit there and see him come up with this Incredible solo, you know that I just I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine I've been able to see that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I look. I I was lucky enough to to meet Richie a few years ago when he was in Australia um, with with Ori um and I I was um, I was actually selling merchandise, so I, I was selling the T-shirts on the night, at a very small venue. And I was able to actually see them doing soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Which was, yeah, it was, I had to sit down on the floor. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And he was actually asking me, you know, how does this sound? You know, should we do this? Should we do that? That was, that, that was amazing. So yeah, to be able to see him doing soundtrack was, was very cool in a very small venue. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: And, and, and to be able to see Richie in a different, you know, and it's a shame because I've never seen Richie solo and I really, really, you know, the two shows that I I was going to go to on the Aftermath tour and uh, the R.S.L., both shows got canceled. Yes. And I've never been able to see them. Um, so, you know, next tour that he does whenever he decides to release that album, uh, I'd love to go see that. But I mean, well, you know, a side note here, what was that uh, solo show like for you?
1: that that first one was was amazing it was amazing it was uh it would have been the aftermath tour um orienti was just i hate to say it, but she was just there playing guitar doing a few backing vocals there was no word of rso or anything at that stage um it was really tight uh luke is it luke ebon was on mm-hmm. like the keyboards and stuff they were, they were really really good um yeah. And then the second time, it was maybe two years later, I think, a uh, different band, probably not quite as as good. But yeah, the first time was amazing. Really, yeah. really Yeah. Um a little bit of stuff by himself. All the band went off. He he did uh did the answer and things by himself acoustically, which was ridiculous. So uh, yeah. Did yeah. some did good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's that's, that's amazing. I just I really hope I get to see a solo because you know, he, and he, he, you can tell he's doing a lot better right now. He's healthy, he's happy, you know. And you have all, you know, and I want it to as much as the next person, Richie, to come back in the band. I, I, I would love that. I'm also okay if he doesn't because either way, I support him. I, I love him yeah. as an artist, and whatever he decides to do, I'll support. Yeah,
1: I think I, I would love. We talk, you were talking about how they were doing demos with the recorder just in the room i would love an album of just the two of them acoustically i think would oh be, yeah that would be my dream i think yeah mm-hmm. we can get that get that
0: full acoustic version of fighter F- of for love <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. you know like yeah. that song would have been so cool even just the way that they did you know and i'm surprised it made access i'm glad it did so we would we know about it Yes. but otherwise we, we would still not know that song and that just kind of proves I'm, I'm going all over the room here but that just kind of proves how many songs are in these vaults that we have not heard yet you
1: know we should we will yeah. won't we? very soon
0: yeah before i'm
1: oh, going no i was going to say it, it, this uh box set they're talking about coming out next year for the anniversary i think it, it uh it's going to be really really good i
0: know i can't right. we've we? They've been working at it for the last two or three years, so it, it's yeah. gotta be something great. Yeah. So um, anything else you wanted to say about Keep the Faith?
1: Um, no, no. Great album, like you said. Um it was it was just great for them to be back. I was I was actually worried that we would never see another Bon Jovi album. So it was
0: Yeah.
1: Right there, and the fact that it was so good as well, and you know, the first single, Keep the Faith, was just huge and again it was it was different it was, there was nothing like it on the radio at the time so yeah that's why, why it stood out
0: yeah i uh i not keep the faith is probably like my least favorite on the album it, it's a decent song i actually like it more live but uh yeah i, I like it um but and, you know the intro you know i believe it's such a good way to start the album too, you know, with that distorted guitar and, you know, it's slowly coming in and then that riff, bah, 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 you know, and uh, then Tico coming in. And then it's this full force band in motion, John screaming in the background. And then, um, this is a great way to start the album. I think it's
1: a really, really good song too. Yeah. It's a great song.
0: Yeah. And it does well live too, especially as an opener, song opener, which does. I, I yeah. fear we'll never get to see again. You know, that's, uh, that's a song I'd love to see again live
1: yeah, I, actually I don't think I've ever seen it live I think I think i have i think I have once yeah
0: he he does it they do it more international shows than they do in America. I don't know if he's actually ever done it in America well, a couple a few times he's done it in America, but very sure. rare and obviously during keep the Faith tour he did but you know like recent yeah. tours and the last few tours he hasn't um, sure. but uh, yeah. Anyway, I want to make another note, too, just about different albums, too, because, you know, people on Twitter brought up a lot of really good points. And uh, one thing I wanted to kind of say was the debut album. And what I think would be great about the debut album, a lot of other people said this, too, seeing the band come together for the first time and try and obviously you can tell with the debut album, 7800, they were trying to find their sound and trying to find okay what works let's try this let's try that let's see what's successful but seeing this band you know you know five guys you know there were some other musicians that came in you know that's not really a secret but but you but you know know, these five guys coming together and um making these songs for the first time together and just seeing their creativity come to life you know that i think that would have been pretty cool
1: absolutely that that was that was that's history so yeah. definitely yeah yeah no, i think there was there's was some really good you're right there's some good answers on your on your feed the twitter feed yeah everybody. i i
0: I don't, I don't want to call anybody out here but i i i feel like the comments were just so good i just want to take a quick peek at you know obviously i can't read all of them because there's quite a bit here but yeah let's see here yeah we got over yeah so you know uh mr bluesman um he's keep the faith tina uh she would say these days um or keep the faith new jersey you know danny said 2020 2020 would have been really good because of um drawing a blank here seeing them all in a all in a studio again you know and and i checked out the studio that they were in Not, not when they were there but after yeah. Ocean Way Studios in Nashville, and it's a beautiful old church style, but it's a recording studio. And it, like, it, it would have been really cool to see them in a circle together, creating these songs uh, in, for 2020. Yeah, Obviously, they wrote some new songs later on um, during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Polo says New Jersey. Eileen agrees to keep the faith. James, uh, Billy Held, who's, who's all, everybody here is awesome. Um, he said crush. Crush would have been really cool to see because you know, these days in ninety-five, and then obviously the band took a break in 2000, you know, and and this kind of brings up another good point too. For Crush and Bounce, we got BJTV. Yes. And you remember and yes. I remember I was just becoming a fan. I remember this was still on the old big computers and logging on to AOL, the dial up, and you had like 10 minutes of waiting. To get yes. on, and then you went to bonjovi.com and you'd watch these grainy videos of the band recording Crush and Balance. Now, at that time, you thought, Oh, this is excellent technology. And then you're looking yeah. back, what we have now yeah. compared to then. But still, just to be able to see Crush and Balance being made, you know, that was pretty cool. And I wish they would at least do that for like the fan club and, um you know, like, yeah like even that it's no secret they're recording the album you know it's it's not a secret and i wish that they would you know post at least some photos on the fan club or something you know or online or something and i don't know why they keep things such a secret because it's not really a secret you know the 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 world that like this would have worked in like 2000 but like the world that we're in now you you can't do it like like it's like even like the documentary like It's the documentary that they've been doing isn't a secret. We know that's coming out. You know, people, there's too many hands involved in a project and people talk and then it just spreads, you know? So, but um, I want to read a few more answers before we, because there were just so many good answers on here. Uh, Janine said the album that they're doing now. uh, Mike says he would have loved seeing the Keep the Faith sessions in Quebec. Uh, Paola says she would have loved seeing "Always" and "Better Roses." That's a good point. With "Always," would have been really cool uh, to see recorded. You know, because we we know the story that the demo was recorded. John didn't like it, put it throw away, and then the producer for Crossroads said, "No, this is you've got something here," <laughs> and then they re uh, recorded it. And you know, just those vocals. Um, Petro says "Slippery." Slippery would have been cool because you could just to see them under pressure yes you know and and so we've got it and we know how john is like i guarantee you if he was not meticulous in the first two albums he was meticulous on, on slippery he won, and, yeah um catherine says these days lisa says bounce that would have been really cool and then these days uh Jack says these days. Res says these days. Um, for these days, out of love, seeing um, something to believe in, or hearts breaking even. You know, yeah. I think that would have been really cool to see those two songs.
1: Oh, the whole album. What
0: song would yeah. you pick from these days? I'm
1: like I was bleeding in my arms. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would have been that would have yeah. been
0: really cool to see. Uh, Extra cast has keep the faith mark's number one fan i gotta ask him who's mark here at some point uh but they say Slipper and wet because they never say goodbye Which i think never say goodbye started out as an acoustic song and then they turned it into electric
1: that's right yeah
0: exactly. kind of like the same story with born to be my baby um yeah. there's just so many answers here but there, you know like i said everybody really you know it would take me another 20 minutes to read through the comments here yeah. But everybody had such great comments and great reasons why they picked these songs and, and stuff like that but uh yeah but, so this was a really fun chat i appreciate you coming on and uh talking about these uh albums and stuff and i know we were kind of going back and forth well, let's talk about this let's talk about this and then i did that twitter post i was like you know what i think this would be good material for an episode i thought you're the perfect person for it so
1: thank you sir yeah really
0: awesome so, you. so let me end the because i know it's what Almost ten thirty your time at night, and the day's just the sun's coming up right now. And uh, so let me end the recording. But thank you, buddy, for coming on. I I appreciate it.
1: All the best. Take care.
0: All right.